afternoon. This is Barbecue and Curry, NFL Week 17. As always, in the studio with me, I have Ty. How you doing this week, Ty? We're doing good, my friend. We're doing good. Ty's going to go over how much money everybody's supposed to put in the kitty, so forth and so on. And then we'll get into the NFL Week Slate 17 games. All right. Well, Week 16. Um... Something happened that hasn't happened for almost six weeks now. Eugene had a better week than I did. I went eight for 16 on the week. Eugene went nine for 16. Uh, so that's pretty good for everybody. Best bets. Uh, I hit my Steelers minus two and a half. Eugene hit his Bills minus nine. Logan fell short on his Lions minus three. We all covered our ass of the week, so that was comfortable. But yeah, so that means Logan puts an additional $5 into the kitty. Bringing the kitty tally to Eugene eighty dollars, Ty forty, and Logan one twenty-five. Our best bet standings are: Eugene and Logan are tied for second or third, however you want to look at it, at six for sixteen. I am in a comfortable first at twelve for sixteen, meaning a seventy-five percent success rate, which is pretty darn good in my opinion. Uh, that being said, let's jump right into week 17. Eugene, take it away. We have the Cowboys visiting the Titans. The Cowboys are favored by 12. Yeah, man. Uh, go ahead, Gene. Start us off. It's Cowboys. Your division. Uh, the Titans have a mass unit as a football team. They have probably be the highest injury rate currently in the NFL. They don't have a starting quarterback. And I understand they're starting to do from Liberty. And I'm still saying they don't have a starting quarterback. Um, their offensive line is beat up. So this is the Titans only in a year we thought to win the AFC South. We may be looking at the situation where the Titans probably won't win the AFC South, but run the risk of not making the playoffs. Um, this for the Titans, in my opinion, is a bye week because this game does not matter for them and for the Jags, and we'll, we'll get to the Jacks to the Jaguars when we do. For both those teams, this is a bye week. Because for both those teams, it's next week, win, and you're in. Because they play each other. Uh, so I, if I'm if I'm the Titans here, like I over, overheard this on, on a, another podcast. Uh, why not just scour the country, scour random practice squads, and just, just call up dudes, man. And just have a, in, like, a, in, like an, an actual NFL audition. Just... Bring, bring in a Josh Rosen. Bring in a Jared Stidham. Like, just bring in random backup quarterbacks. and you see can't if can bring in Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham is a starting quarterback for the Raiders. He is starting for the Raiders. Sure, bring in Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, you obviously can. But, but I mean, because I don't think Malik Willis is the answer. Not for, not for next week. Because, again, I don't think they care about this week. And no to the Cowboys, which is why I'm going with the Titans. Uh, it just it's, it's a large number for two teams that, that are playing for nothing. So that's the Thursday night football game. The Sunday night football game is the Nathaniel Hackett Les Broncos going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 13. Gene, before you go ahead, what was your pick for the Cowboys Titans? You, you didn't really say anything. I got a Cowboys. You got the Cowboys? Okay. And it's not Sunday night, it is Sunday afternoon, noon. Not definitely not Sunday night football. Go ahead though. The Broncos are the Chiefs, the Nathaniel. Daniel Hackettless Broncos finally got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, this defense, the Broncos defense is really good. Um, the Chiefs minus 13 is a large line, and I generally would not take it against a defense this good, 
because they can hold the Chiefs under the Chiefs' average. The problem with this is the Broncos will probably not score enough points, so I will take the Chiefs and this big-ass line. Again, these big lines, it's a division game, too. I'll just take the Broncos. New head coach might inject some life into them for at least a half or so. And in, and injecting life for a half or so should be enough to cover the spread. Uh, I think they lose by 10. They lose by 7. They definitely lose, even though I'm rooting wholeheartedly for the Broncos to cause an upset and win this game, even though they won't. I'm definitely rooting for that. But again, I think the Broncos just, I mean, they don't lose by two touchdowns. That's what I say. So, yeah. Go ahead, Gene. So, I got the Broncos. Oh, okay. I mean, I got the Chiefs. Sorry, I got the Chiefs. You had it right. Okay. Our next game is the Saints visiting the Eagles, which is interesting because the Eagles lost last week with a backup quarterback that threw four interceptions, and the Cowboys barely won that game. So, the Eagles are favored by five and a half points. I'm going with the Eagles. I think the Eagles will win this. I don't want to say comfortably, but the Eagles are better in just about every facet of the game than the Saints are. Um, I don't know if Jalen Hurst is playing, but even if he isn't playing, I would still take. It is looking unlikely that, that he's going to play. It's actually looking very unlikely that, he, that he's going to play. Um, this is a close one. Um, the Saints, for for all their deficiencies that they've had all season, that defensive line is starting to become healthy again, and they're starting to play well again. Therefore, it's becoming a hard team to run the ball on. Uh, this is going to be strength on strength. Saints D-line versus uh, Philly's O-line. And Philly's O-line has a few injuries. Uh, it's, it's just one of those games where you're like, Eagles are winning, they're winning, they're winning, they're winning, and next thing you know, they're behind. Like, I could legitimately see a Saints win here, and that would be fucking chaos. If Saints win here, all of a sudden, the Vikings are within a shot of the one seed, which, which is unthinkable. Uh, but... I'll just I'll go with the Saints. Eagles win a close one, or Saints win a close one. I'll, I'll go with the Saints here. But yeah, go ahead, Gene. Our next game is the Jaguars going to the Titans, and the Jaguars are favored by four and a half points. Jaguars this, going into the Texans. I mean, going into the Texans. This is a very interesting game from the sense the Jaguars are, no, are finally. Or Trevor Lawrence, Sunshine, is finally turning into a quarterback or showing consistent size of the quarterback that everybody thought he would be. And the Jags are number one in the AFC South. This is a divisional game. I'm picking these Jaguars. Um, but this game could be closer. I can also see this game being a blowout. Again, as I said previously, this is a bye week for the Titans and Jags. Uh, I I think it's very possible the Texans win this game. They've been playing close games. They've been fighting a lot uh, in the past few weeks. And listen, they beat the Titans last week. They played two close ones versus the Chiefs and versus the uh, Chiefs and, and the Cowboys. I think the Texans put up a fight. Jags probably win it. But I, it's a divisional home dog. So, please, give me the divisional home dog. That's the Texans, four-and-a-half-point dogs at home. But, yes, go ahead, Gene. But we've got another AFC. We've got an NFC South showdown. we got the Panthers and the Bucks. Or oh, the Panthers going to Tampa Bay. is a 
three-point spread in this, which means um, Vegas thinks it's a toss-up. But I've learned something new this week. A three-point spread is no longer a toss-up. A two-point spread is a toss-up. According to who? According to books in Vegas. Actually, according to the MGM. Really? Yep. There was an article written about this that I'll share with you later. But Vegas no longer considers three points a toss-up. They consider two points a toss-up. That is weird because not a lot, of, not a lot of lines are two-point spreads. Yes, that is very weird. Um, Nate Silver from Five Thirty Eight actually wrote something about this, and it's been noted um, by other um, st- statisticians. But they finally admit it. Um, I'm not going to go into the details. We'll just talk about the game. But the Panthers are interesting to me because they run the football, and when I mean run the football, they run the football. And the Bucks are just—I don't want to say the Bucks are bad. If Tom Brady doesn't get to ball out of his hands in two seconds, he's not. Is I'm taking the Panthers in this game. I don't—I see a way the Bucks can win, but the way the Bucks have to win is such a narrow path that I just don't—I just don't want to take them in this game. And plus, the Panthers—the the NFC South is wide open. And the Panthers could make a run. I don't see them making a run, but the Panthers can make this interesting. This is all falls under the guys are rooting for chaos. Uh, fair. Uh, the NFC South is wide open for grabs. It's, I mean, Tampa Bay is in pole position, and they should win this game, and I think they do. But again, the NFC South is up for grabs, and especially if the upset that I predict could happen does happen, which is the Saints beating the Eagles, that blows everything open in the NFC. But I think the Bucks cover this. Uh, it's hard to beat a divisional opponent twice. The Panthers won in Carolina. I think the Bucks get it done in Tampa Bay. Uh, Bucks win a low-scoring, really not fun to watch game. Probably a seventeen to ten. Um, yeah. I don't have anybody scoring seventeen points. These defenses are not good, man. Right, neither these offenses. True, and but Carolina literally just wants to take the air out of the ball and run. Fair, fair. Okay, I just think the uh, uh, Carolina, especially prone to mistakes, uh, especially un- under a top balls defense, that's still garbage. He, that man should not be a head coach. Good Lord. Uh, but I think they, they can create turnovers. And you give Brady short field, wor- worst thing that's going to happen is a uh, field goal. So yeah, I just think Bucks win this by 7, 17 to 10. We have the Bears going to the Lions, with the Lions being a six-point favorite. The Lions lost last week. The Lions are entertaining to watch. Very much very so. Enter- very entertaining to watch. Um, and the Bears are entertaining in the sense they may be the best running team in football. No, that 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 is a bad tick. I said they may be the best running team. I know Overall that. Running. That that is a bad take. How is that a bad take? You, you just had a team last week run for 400, 300 yards in one half. Called Carolina on the Lions. <laughs> Understandably, is that repeatable? Because I don't think Carolina can do that every week. Pro- if, if, if they put the lines, they're probably good. I'll tell you that. The Bears, the Bears can run collectively probably 200 yards between running back and quarterback every single every single week. Ooh, I, while I stat check that, you you go ahead. I said collectively. I don't. I, I I will stat check that because I don't think they've done done that for like a month now. 
Um, I've got the I've got the Lions winning this game. I actually want to see the Lions make the playoffs. I want to see them back the their way into the playoffs. And the Bears are probably a few years away from being a legitimate contender in the NFC. That's fair. Uh, again, the, the Lions, as you said, are just a fun team to watch, man. They are. Uh, they will score points and they will get scored on. It's it's not that complicated with them. And last week I had Carolina on the show. I said this feels like a trap line versus the uh, uh, versus the Panthers, and I was right. It was the, the line was too short for those conditions. Also, I have gone back the last six games. Uh, the Bears have not run for two hundred yards. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> That's seven weeks, including the bye. Uh, but yeah, this is a this is this for me is a, is a Lions pick. It's I think the Lions bounce back after what happened to them last week. They're still in a playoff contention, but very slight. They need a lot of things to go their way, um, including the Packers losing, which is in the realm of possibility. But yes, uh, I just think the Lions be and the Bears are trying are not fighting for the number one seed in the draft pick lottery. Because if the Texans win one more game, all of a sudden the Bears have the number one pick. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's give me the Lions. I, I think the Lions get it done probably by a touchdown. So our next game is the Jeff Saturday shouldn't be a head coach game. We've got the Colts going to the Giants, but the Giants are favored by six. Um, I'm picking the Giants just for no other reason that as as good as a person of Jeff Saturday seems to be. The process of him getting that interim head coaching position is something I cannot abide by. Yeah. So, hire who you want to hire. That, that's what I said. Uh, and this is one of my favorite bets of the week. It, it will see real money. I don't know if it's my best bet, uh, but it's it already has seen real money. I love the Colts here. I love the Colts. When was the last time we've seen the Giants win a game by a touchdown? Actually, has that happened all year? Let me check on this real I mean, they beat the Commanders, but Commanders don't count. They're not good. So They didn't beat them. Yeah, they did beat them by touch. No, they, by they eight. beat them by They, they by beat them eight. by eight. Uh, the last time, besides the Commanders, they did this was the Texans, who they also beat by eight. Like the, the Giants don't win big. It just doesn't happen. Even if the Colts play bad, and I think they will, I just think they win. They, the Giants win it by a field goal. The Giants also for as much criticism as we've given them and much praise that we've given Brian Dable. The the Giants win uh, this Sunday. They clinch a spot in the playoffs. So that's always fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, I just think the Colts lose a close one. The Colts lose by a field goal. Go ahead, Gene. Speaking of playoffs and the slander that we just heard, we had the Browns visiting Landover Man and the Commanders. The Commanders are favored by two. The Commanders also have the ability to make the playoffs. They can't clinch this week. But they are if they win, they would be in that last wild card spot. Um as much as I like Tyler Heineke, as much as I I last week after watching the Commanders, I came to the conclusion that for them to progress forward, they need a at worst a slightly better quarterback. Because when I watch the Commanders, I price in, there's going to be one interception from Heineke. There's always going to be one. What you cannot have is an interception and him lose a phone. Because the defense can overcome one interception. 
but they cannot overcome you losing the fumble on the eight-yard line. That's something that's just... Um, I do have the Commanders winning this game, um, and I do believe you'll be as close as they say. Um, uh, according to Eugene's theory, this this is a coin flip because Commanders are two-point favorites at home. Uh, I think this, this is my best bet of the week. I love Commanders minus two here. I I absolutely love Commanders minus two. Uh, Commanders are a hard team to run on, but you can pass all over them. Deshaun Noodle on Watson is not passing anywhere on his defense. Um, and it, again, and if the Commanders can stifle the run, Chase Young's getting more game reps. This is going to be very difficult. It's going to be really difficult for the Browns to move the ball. Now that also being said, the Commanders might have a hard time moving the ball against Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett. I can foresee that for sure. Uh, but a more important conversation is, who's starting for the Commanders? Is it is it my boy Carson Wentz or is it Tyler Heineke? In my because I think it might be Carson. I I want to see Carson start. The issue is how short of a hook do you have with him if he starts? There is no hook. There has to be. He can't throw like three interceptions in the first half. Yeah, but you can't bring him on for this first game and take him out before that first game's over. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Because Carson is known to do Carson things. It's like which which quarterback gives you the greatest possibility of winning? Carson. With, with the least possibility of doing fucked up things. That not Carson. But the problem is there's certain throws that have to be made that only Carson can make. Yes. Yes. And until you like, if he could consistently make those throws, because the the commanders have shown they can run the football, mm-hmm. but they're willing to continue to run the football. If Carson could hit one or two of these throws, it makes it very interesting. Also, like we know that we have this thing with Terry. You know, as long as Terry can turn the ball over once, and nothing, and not more than that, we're good. If we if if Carson did the same thing, this is a top five team in the NFC. <laughs> If Carson Wentz plays Carson Wentz football and only turns the ball over once per game, this is a top five team in the NFC. No, this no question. We don't have we don't have that with Terry. We have it with um, Honey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if we had that same rule where all right, Carson, as long as you turn the ball only once, and that's all you do, you can play for us. And if that's all Carson did, turns the ball over only once a game. I don't disagree with that. That's a, a top five team in the NFC. If he only turned the ball over once. Because Car- again, because Carson's upside with his leg, with his arm, is ridiculous. But his low side is super low. That's the problem with Carson. How how is your ceiling that high, but your floor happens to be lower than Heineke's? That's what I've never. Because Carson Carson will take chances. He will put the ball up, saying my receiver can go get it while the other, while the other guy can't. But I I, will, I want him to do that with Terry McLaurin. Do it do it with Terry. Do and Carson has this mentality, and I've spoken about this numerous times off air, and I've spoken about this I think on air as well. Carson doesn't know when the play's over. He's like, dude, I'm like, dude, there, there's a 300-pound dude at your leg, right? There's a guy pulling your horse collar. Throw the fucking ball away. You don't got to find that receiver running a slant route. Just, hey, <laughs> just throw the ball away, dog. Yeah, just please throw these balls away. <laughs> it's one of those. Uh, but, yeah, I love the commanders. Also, if they just run the ball, they'd be fine. Like, the Browns cannot stop the run this year. Just... It's not a statement I thought I'd be making this late into the year for for the Browns, but it is true. They're having trouble stopping the run, and you give Brian Robinson the ball and hand off Anthony Gibson the ball, 
they'll do work for you. So give me the commanders. My best bet is the commanders minus two. Go ahead, Gene. Let's move on. Oh, wow. We had the Dolphins visiting the Patriots with the Patriots being favored by three. The mo I mean, we don't know yet, but we know at the same time. Two ain't playing. This is what I like to call the Bill Belichick special because this is a combination of three things that are beyond dangerous for the Dolphins. You have weather. The Dolphins are coming from South Florida to New England, Massachusetts. Mm. This is going to be extremely cold. Two, you have in Bill Belichick a defensive coordinator who's going to take away the best thing you do. And if Tua isn't playing, good luck. No, I think that that works in their favor. If Okay, Eugene, let me ask you. If Tua isn't playing, what's the best thing the Dolphins do? They don't have one. So what the fuck is he going to take away? <laughs> so if Bridgewater's playing, if, if they don't run the football. They don't run the football. What? They don't run the football well. They, they had a running back who ran 160 yards two weeks ago. Yeah, but they're not a – they're not a – they are a timing offense team. No, 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 no. Not anymore. Listen, you're not – if you're relying on Teddy Bridgewater to be a timing quarterback, my, don't fucking take the flight here. I just said with two. Yeah, was, like, yeah, but Tua is obviously not playing. Like, I don't, I don't see how the Dolphins win this game. I am with you, but here's the thing, and you're forgetting a very important thing, Eugene. The Patriots are fucking trash. The Patriots yeah, are not, it's not, is, they're not a good football team. This is what happens when you hire your friends to be offensive coordinator. I agree. Not even friends. Like he was, he was a coach with, with head coaching. Of, experience i just i mean this is that i think we're seeing the impact josh mcdaniel had yes like i mean josh mcdaniel is missing from the from this offense that's the only thing that's missing from last year and this offense looks anemic all they're doing is throwing screen passes that's literally all they do uh give me the dolphins here i don't give as long as it's not skylar thompson if it's skylar thompson fuck me good lord but if it's teddy b if it's I don't know, fucking Nathan Peterman. I don't give a fuck. Oh no, no. no. <laughs> give, oh no. Give me as long as it is not Skylar Thompson. Give me the uh, Miami Dolphins, please. I'm taking the Patriots. Okay, moving on. Um, we got the Cardinals visiting the Falcons with the Falcons being three and a half point favorites. Can the Falcons still make the playoffs? This is the NFC South. Falcons. Let me do a quick check. I don't believe they can. Okay, why he checks on the Falcons? Can he, uh, no, Falcons are the only one in that division eliminated. Okay, and we have the Cardinals who need to fire their head coach. And we have who's quarterback for the Cardinals? Because I know Kyler out. Kyler has a torn ACL. So. Trace McSorley. Yeah. Okay, I'm going with the Falcons. I I generally don't know who to pick here. I like, this is this is just bad. The Falcons have. The makings of a team. I don't know what the hell is going on in Arizona. Uh, I am one again. I'm 100 taking the Cardinals, and I, I will revert back to the statement that I used with the Giants as well. When was the last time we've seen Falcons beat any beat anybody by four? That's a good point. <laughs> they they just play. They play field goal games. You either lose by three or you win by three. You don't, you don't do anything else besides that, besides the occasional ass whooping they receive. Like I. I I'll just say the Falcons win by a field goal. And listen, if the Cardinals win this, I'm not shocked. 
I am not shocked one bit. I wouldn't be either. I'm just saying the Falcons are going to win by a field goal. But, but then they don't cover the spread. Well, I got winning by six or seven. Okay, okay, there we go. All right, let's move on to the late slate. Eugene, go ahead. We got the 49ers at the Raiders. The Raiders have sitting, are sitting Derek Carr, who's throwing the most interceptions in the NFL with 14. They're going with Stedham. Stedham has only thrown 62 passes so far this year. The Raiders are, I mean, the 49ers are favored by 10 points in Las Vegas. On the podcast, we generally hate large spreads, but the 49ers have an outstanding defense. They do? Man, what? I'm sorry, go ahead. The, I don't know what the Raiders are out here doing, but what I do know is I feel sorry for Stidham. Because you're gonna get hit, you're gonna see, you're gonna see defensive movement. This this game a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, for a nationally televised game, that the broadcasters turned away from the game because their eyes whipping was so bad on primetime TV. I would not be surprised if the broadcasters are like, look, this is just too much for the kids to watch. We're gonna turn into something else. So if I, I had the 49ers beating them and beating the brakes off. Because the Raiders are in, we're going to figure out what we need to do next year. Fair. Uh, first of all, we know one thing, that, one thing that's definitely happening. Without a doubt, we know it's happening. Derek Carr's getting cut. Derek Carr's getting cut. Because if, if they don't cut him, I think, before the second week of March, they, they owe, owe him $35 million. Yeah. And if they do cut him before that, it's only a $5 million cap hit. So they're cutting him for sure. And the reason they're benching him now and for we and next for next week for sure is if somebody's injured, they can't be cut. Little if if you guys didn't know, now you do. If someone if someone is hurt, they cannot be cut. That's the rule. Uh so yeah, Derek Carr is definitely getting cut. And you've been Eugene, you've been crying out for Derek Carr for Washington for a minute now. <laughs> it may be working out that it may be working out that way. And I've told you numerous times, Derek Carr is not what you want. But you you seem to be Oh for guy ain't got that many options. <laughs> You seem not to be a believer in that statement. Options is limited, man. I need a functioning quarterback, which I do not have on the roster currently. You have Carson Wentz. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, on Jared Stidham, let's not forget, this is Jared Studham, all right? This was the man who was supposed to have the Patriots starting job in 2017. They got hurt, and then what did the Patriots do? Probably one of the dumbest things I've seen Patriots do in a long time. But what did they do? They went out and they signed Cam Newton. No, no. The dumbest thing the Patriots did in a long time was two weeks ago. How they lost, Actually, how they lost last week. That was on the field. Like, this is more of a, uh, as an organization. It's common. Um, but, yes, they signed Cam Newton and that was a big mistake. Yeah, Jared Siddham starting and, again, he is getting thrown into the fucking deep end. That's for damn sure. Uh, it's against the best defense in the NFL. Um, I I think they cover, man. I think they lose, but I think they cover. Even the Raiders. It's I, ha- I have no reason to be honest. I really don't. Brock Purdy's a third-string quarterback. Jared Siddham Jared Siddham is a second-string quarterback. Give me Jared Siddham. Uh, I think the Raiders cover. This is going to turn down to the battle of the offensive coordinator. Basically, who's a better scheme of offense? Um. Shanahan or Josh McDaniels? I mean, we know and the I, answer. And I think <laughs> is Miles. Yeah, we know the answer. I, I don't know Miles, man. I, I can't say Miles. Uh, yeah. This man won playoff games with Tim Tebow. Yeah. 
there's a thing called luck. Listen, we can't prove it to luck. We can't prove that. This, but as long as he won playoff games with Tim Tebow. Playoff games, singular one. Like games. Games. Game. This man brought out a performance of Tim Tebow that Skip Bailey spent on air and said Tim Tebow is a bigger draw than LeBron James. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm telling not, you what I'm had not, happened. I am telling you what had happened. We're not insane. <laughs> and I'm not. And it's so disrespectful you bring up Skip Bellis because I know how you feel about Skip. I'm not even. <laughs> the next game we have is the Jets going to the Seahawks, and the Seahawks the Jets are favored by one and a half points. Um, this is an interesting game. The Jack <laughs> Wilson. Cannot be seen in a Jets uniform again. And Ty and I made an observation when he was drafted. He was drafted out of BYU. Yes. And there's a certain stereotype of people who come from BYU, and I'm not going to repeat it, but when he was at the NFL draft and he was around all the other, all his other draft mates, he looked extremely uncomfortable. I mean, in all fairness. He did have Jamar Chase next to him doing gang signs. That probably didn't help for a kid coming out of BYU. <laughs> well, he looked extreme. Like, even, like, you could be as white as Peyton Manning on the Mannings. They were, they're not uncomfortable around other people. Yeah. What I, re- what I really want to know is, he, he has lost this locker room so much that I want to hear the stories about what he's done and what he has not done. Because it has to be. Um, I'm, going, I'm going with the Seahawks. They just have a good defense. And the issue with me going for the Seahawks, Tyler Lockett is not playing. But I'm still, I'm still, actually, yeah, I'll stick with the Seahawks. Because I need the Seahawks to lose and then the Commanders to win. That way the Commanders stay in that top wild card spot for the NFC. Gotcha. Um, yeah, this is this is an easy pick for me. Uh, Mike White is back. Give me the Jets. This is super easy. Oh, that's right. This is super that's easy right. for me. Mike White is back. Give me the Jets. Uh, see, Seattle is not a good football team. They're he, not. They're not, not. They had a leprechaun-like start to the, to the beginning of the year. Props to them. But in the last five, six weeks, they're pro- they're showing me that the team that I thought they were. Like, Geno is regressing to Geno picks. Right? All of a sudden, you, you lose one weapon and you can't find a fucking target. That's great. Like, they're going to lose this game. Uh... Seattle will put up maybe, I think, 17 points and lose by a touchdown. Seattle can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass that well. Very good special. That's where I think the biggest advantage that Seattle has, special special teams. Because the Jets are the worst special teams unit in the nation, in, in the NFL. Uh, but, yes, give me the Jets. I love the Jets. If, if, I, if the commander spread wasn't what it was, this is my best bet. Give me the Jets minus one and a half at Seattle. So our next game, we have the Vikings going to the Packers. The Vikings are favored by three and a half. No, Packers are. The Packers are favored by three and a half. The Packers are favored by three and a half. Um, I know what the Vikings record is. And as someone who always roots for chaos, I'm actually rooting for the Packers. Because if the Packers went out, they made the playoffs. Which I am here for. I am so here for. The Packers went out and they had to get some help. But if the Packers went out, they made the playoffs. No, I believe if the Packers went out, they make playoffs regardless. Okay. He, I'm going with the Packers. I there's 
there has to be a point where the Vikings, the Vikings have won every, they've, all their ones have been less than a touchdown. All their ones have been by a touchdown or less. There has to be a point where that luck flips. And it's not, well, yeah, there has to be a point where that, where that luck flips. And the defense of the Packers is solid. So I'm, I'm going for the Packers. And plus the Vikings are already in the playoffs anyway, so. Yeah, they're fighting right now. For number one seed. No, it's number one, sure, but them getting that unlikely. It's to retain that number two seed. Because if all the high seeds win, or the ones that teams that are supposed to win win, then if they keep if they win out, San Fran's gotta come to Minnesota. Because I don't think Minnesota wants to go to San Fran. Not against that defense. Not having to go and here's the thing, San Fran going to Minnesota's not that bad because Minnesota's an indoor stadium. San Fran goes to Minnesota, I will pick Minnesota. Without a doubt. Half defense will travel. True, absolutely. Third string quarterbacks don't travel that well. I didn't say nothing about the offense. I said nothing about the offense. At all. But nah, give me the Packers in this game too. I think I think the Packers win and they cover. The Packers, again, this is very reminiscent of four years ago where, where Aaron Rodgers came out, you know, for an interview and said we're gonna, we're gonna run the table, and they are, and and he he made a similar comment this time, and for now, they are running the table. I would say this now: if the Packers go to the Super Bowl, do you realize how unsufferable or insufferable Aaron Rodgers will be? I don't think he'll change. What? Okay. He doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. Our next game is the Rams at the Chargers, which is funny because they play in the same stadium. Yep. Uh, this um, There will be more Raiders fans at this game than Rams or Chargers fans. This is so true. Because <laughs> <laughs> so the Rams had the Raiders fan be like, look, we ain't going to travel to Vegas for this. We can stay right here. Um, yeah. This is my best bet of the week. Ooh. I've got the Chargers beat the Brakes off the Rams. Um, That's fair. Listen, the Rams put up a show, a motherfucking show against the Broncos, uh, and they won by a they won by a lot. And I here's go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Here's my here's my one worry. If Sean McVay goes into the time, when Sean McVay gets into Baker Mayfield's head and can basically get Baker Mayfield to do what Sean McVay wants him to do, then this is problematic. Listen, man, y'all tell me. That Sean McVay isn't the best offensive coordinator, uh, offensive mind in the league. He's you, not. You see what he's doing. Do, can we keep in mind? Just can we just he's go not. back? He's not the best offensive coordinator. Just go league. back two, three weeks to how fucking bad Baker Mayfield was. So bad that he actually got cut from Carolina from a quarterback room that consists of an XFL quarterback named PJ Walker, a, a Jets reject named Sam Darnold, who's starting right now. And a number one pick called Baker Mayfield. He was so bad that he got cut from that QB room. Possibly the worst QB room in the country. And he's doing this with Sean McVay? Listen, man. Y'all can, y'all can believe your lies if you want to. Y'all can believe your lies if you want to. That man is the best offensive coordinator and offensive mind in the NFL. He 100% is. He is not. 100% is. No one else can do with Baker what he's doing right now. Andy Reid had Alex Smith and fucking they jumped on the Pat Mahomes. What is what have we seen him do with bad QBs? Shanahan Shanahan just running the ball. Baker is out here throwing the ball, completing passes. 
I'm not having this conversation with you. Yeah, because it's a losing conversation for you. It's not a losing conversation. It <laughs> not in the mood to deal with your foolishness right now. The Sunday Night Football game is usually one of the games, and I will actually watch this game, but in times past, this has been a hide the women and children. Somebody get out the ambulance, because this shit used to be a barn burner. The Steelers are going to Baltimore. The Ravens are favored by two and a half points. Um, Dr. Ty is who's playing? Who's the quarterback for the Ravens? Tyler Huntley. As of right now, it is Tyler Huntley. It's looking like Lamar will miss another week. I don't. I think I don't think Lamar plays at all actually, because they've already clinched the playoffs. So I don't see why rushing back. Is this? I would have Lamar play like the last twenty minutes of the very last game. Fair, just like a half. Yeah, just just to get him in some sort of rhythm. That's fair. Um, and. I, I still believe Mike Tomlin may be the best overall head coach in the NFL. And the reason why I say that is he, the Steelers are not as good as their record indicates. And they don't have a winning record. For the first time in Mike Tomlin's career, he will have a losing NFL record. Uh, you will, I, don't think, I don't think you're correct in that statement, but go ahead. He's never had a losing season in the NFL. No, you're right about that. But that second part, I don't think you're correct. The Steelers are not going to finish this year with a winning record. Why not? They're going to be... I have them projected to be one win away. Okay. Who do you have winning this game? I got the Ravens winning this game. That's what you're going to defer. So if you have the Steelers winning this game, then okay, they, then, then you, I see how you have them with a winning record. Listen, man. The Steelers as an organization right now, are, I mean, as a team, they're doing... I'm, I'm not on this train that Mike Tomlin's a phenomenal coach. He's a good, he's a good coach. Uh, but the Steelers are doing things as a franchise and as a, as a whole organization. I'm very impressed with. He's been doing this the last three years. What does he do well? Offense, defense, special teams. What does he do well? He's a defense. He's a defense special mind coach. Gotcha. Well, that's that's his background. This defense is not that great, dog. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was. You will never hear me say it's, it's the ability. I'm not. I'm not saying this defense is good. It's the ability to get. It's the ability to get players to buy into whatever you're doing for that week and get them to execute more often than not. Okay, right. listen. I, I'm picking it too. I think the Steelers win this game outright. So, like, you, you, don't have, you don't have to sell me on. Like, I am with you. Like, I think. I mean, you, you, you have the Ravens winning. I think the Steelers win this outright. This is also Logan's best bet. Steelers plus two and a half. Um, again, I love that for him as well. And I think the Steelers win this outright. The Ravens. And <laughs> Eugene just out here saying shit at this point. Uh, I, I think the Ravens are a team that's on the precipice of disaster. Overrated. Not that I, good. I agree with you, funny enough, because they don't have any wide receivers. They haven't thrown a pass or a touchdown pass to a wide receiver in a high minute. True. That's because all their other receivers, and I, when I say all, I do mean all. If on other squads... Are, are, they be, they'd be on the practice squad. They'd be on special teams. Yes. Like it's like Demarcus Robinson was the punt returner for the Chiefs last year. He's wide receiver one or two. Sorry, he's wide receiver two. Yes. Devin Duvernay was the punt re- uh, uh, returner for Baltimore last year, but then they got rid of Hollywood Hollywood Brown. So Devin Duvernay is now wide receiver one. Like it is. Like someone's gotta tell this tell this franchise you're not playing ball in the eighties no more. You need players playmakers on the outside. Like this I, I think that's something they'll get around to. 
I, fuck, I, I hope. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but yeah, I love the Steelers here. I think the Steelers get it done. They win it all right. And I have to see how certain things work out next week. But there, there is a very slim chance. And when I say very slim, Gosh. I do mean very slim. Steelers might sneak into the playoffs. Because if they win this week, they'd be 8-8. Eight and eight. Now, make no mistake, your boy is rooting for the 8-8-1. Eight, eight Sam, shout out to you. But we are <laughs> we are rooting for the 8-8-1. Eight, eight uh, but no, uh, because the Patriots lose, Jets lose, Dolphins lose. All of a sudden, the, the Steelers and Dolphins have the same record. Damn. Damn. Again, a lot has to go in, a lot has to work in, like, for that to happen. A lot of things have to go fall into place, but it is in the realm of possibility. But yes, let's move on. We got a Monday Night Football game that I don't even know how, how I want to pick this. We have the Bills and the Bengals with the Bills being favored. Vegas, is, this is a Tulsa. Um, the Bills are favored by point nine. This is my conundrum. The hottest team in the NFL right now is the Bengals. Yes. And I don't know which version of Josh Allen is going to show up. It could be all-world Josh Allen. It could be kind of all-world Josh Allen. Or it could be, ah, oh, shit, I'm just throwing the football out here. Calling <laughs> motherfuckers this over. This is, this, I, I, I don't know how I want to pick this. But here's what I'm going to do. Because apparently every time I pick the Bengals, they lose. So I'm going to pick the Bills, even though I need the Bengals to lose this game. Why do you need to lose this game? I need the Ra- I need the Ravens to be top of the AFC North. But I'm picking the Bills. I mean, when the Ravens lose this week to Steelers, then that's no longer even the realm of possibility. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but no, I'll, this is as good as it gets in the AFC. This is it. Uh, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, in the jungle... It's it's your it's your marquee matchup of the week, and it's Monday Night Football. I'm, Josh Allen has shown us in the past couple of years, in the regular season, keyword, regular season, that in the in these key matchups in the regular season, he generally comes out and wins. He's shown us that. In the playoffs, different story, right? Not the greatest playoff resume, but in the regular season, in these key matchups. Josh Allen generally comes out and gets it done. And, the, and for the past couple of years, the Bengals under Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor have shown us after after November, like November onwards, the Bengals are a hard team for anybody to beat. Obviously, I'm picking the Bengals. I'm a Bengals fan through and through. You guys know this. Uh, but this, I mean, this game could go either way. I am super pumped for this. And we've seen Joe Burrow versus Mahomes three times. Oh. That's 3-0, baby. That's 3-0. Keep that in mind. Um, this is the first time we're going to see Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow. And it's going to be a barn burner. Give me my Bengals. Bengals win by a field goal at home. Um, now, just for some clarification, best bets. I have Commanders minus 2. Eugene has written down. Charge minus 6.5. Logan is Pittsburgh plus 2.5. Ash brings up the week. Minus 49ers. Logan is Jaguars. Eugene, your ass whooping and best bet cannot be the same. For the love of God, it's a, it's a fourth year we're doing this, man. 
Fuck y'all. <laughs> it's the fourth year we're doing this. <laughs> Who did I have as my... Let me go back to this. I have my... Ah, oh, damn. Damn, damn. You're right. <laughs> so the best bet is going to be the Chargers. As well. Who won't get the ass with me? I know the 49ers. I know the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Ah, who did she play? The Broncos. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, like... That's right. <laughs> I picked the Niners because I thought you just picked the Chiefs, but then I saw you write, write Chargers down twice. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. On that note, that will conclude this week's episode of Barbecue and Curry. By the way, I keep hearing that y'all want to see me contribute $100 in the kitty. It's like it's a, it's a nice round figure. You're on 80 right now. Yeah, 80's a nice round figure, too. <laughs> 85 is a nice round figure. 90. 95. Because all I'm doing is contributing. Just giving you money to gamble with. That's neither here nor there. Um, but that being said, I'm Ty. I'm Eugene. And we are out. Peace. Yeah.